Hello, I'm Janet Deneef, founder and director of the Ubud Writers and Readers Festival. You're listening to our In Conversation series, intimate stories shared by the festival's leading voices. From their past to their present and where to next, here's some of the world's finest storytellers. Thank you so much, and it's my great privilege to moderate this session. I mean, Eka Kurniawan, and for those of you, uh, our friends who come from abroad, um, the beginning of this year, we as Indonesians are very, very proud of him because Eka is the first Indonesian writer who was actually long-listed for the Man Booker Prize. So. Big hands, Eka Kurniawan. Why don't you stand up? This table is quite high, so. And for his book called Man Tiger, and I recommend that you read it. It's it's amazing. It's um, you know it's out of this world, and and I hope it is here on sale. And Eka is also known in Indonesia for, I mean, the book has now been translated to several languages. He's also written a book that was also translated into many languages called Beauty is a Wound. And unlike Man Tiger, which is a very slim and tight volume, almost a novella, uh, Beauty is a Wound is like uh, almost a thousand page of the most amazing uh, writing that I have actually read in Bahasa, Indonesia. And um, you can actually sit down, or should we just sit down? <laughs> so, the first time that I actually read Eka's novel, which is, um, I actually invited him on my show. I, I have a talk show, and Eka was one of my guests. And, and to be honest, I, I hadn't read any of his novels. and. Um, so I quickly sort of picked up uh, Man Tiger, which is called In Bahasa, Laki Harimau. And I thought, oh, this is, you know, pretty slim stuff. I'm going to see him in, you know, three days' time. I could just finish this in like, a, you know, half a day. And it took me five times to just read the first page. <laughs> the reason being because I had never read anything in Bahasa, Indonesia, using not only the, you know, the sort of language, but it's the syntax, it's the vocabulary, it's the juxtaposition of very strange verbs next to each other that give a, you know, it's a very vivid description, but at the same time, very complicated. But after reading the first few pages a few times, and then I, I got used to the style. And I advise you to read it because Eka's book, it's, it's full of, actually, it's full of sex. <laughs> no, and I mean, seriously, it's really hardcore stuff, which is, you know, uh, for, for me, I thought, oh, wow, Indonesian. <laughs> I mean, he's very, very descriptive. And, um, but let's, let's find out uh, about Eka's writing and um, about how he felt when he actually first found himself long-listed in the Man Booker Prize. How, how, how did you, you feel? Because was this something that, 
you expected? What was the first reaction? And, and why do you think, I mean, I'm, the book speaks for itself, but, but did you think that you would be recognized internationally? Yeah. Uh, of course, uh, I'm surprised about uh, about that uh, nominations because uh, I never think about that. Uh, you know, uh, when when I wrote uh, those novels, uh, I never expect uh, expected to 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 recognize such kind of uh, awards, such kind of uh, even uh, international readership. Because uh, I think uh, I just want to uh, to write a kind of horror stories uh, with the sexuals explicit <laughs> i don't think i don't think this such kind of novel would be recognized for some awards <laughs> no, but tell me a little bit about the um, man tiger because i think this is uh, the book that most of you uh, hopefully uh, would read or have read what is it about really yeah it's actually about the about the tiger inside a boy Yes, in in many in Indonesian uh, mythology, uh, uh, folk, uh, folk, folklore. I used to uh, live with those kind of folklore about uh, a man who possessed by a tiger or another uh, animal spirit, uh, a pig or tiger or a monkey or anything. And I love those kind of stories. And I, when when I, when I want to. When I wanted to write uh, novels, actually I just want to write uh, something like that. So, yes, this actually in the in the first uh, in the uh, foremost the novel is about the boy who possessed by uh, a tiger spirit. Uh, but more than just, I mean, he makes it sound like it's just a horror story about a boy who has a tiger spirit. But the, the way that the it's written, the way it's laid out, uh, what first struck me when I read the novel was, um, it's like reading Marquez's uh, uh, Chronicle of a Death yeah. Foretold. So it's, it's like a uh, crime story and you actually dig into the pages and find out exactly what happened. It, it's about someone who actually killed uh, very brutally another person. So we know from the very first line who actually commits the murder. We have the name. And then the rest of the story is a description of what happens and why it happens. And it was you know, one big surprise. But the way that it's written, I mean, did you actually consciously set out to write, uh, uh, to I, write it yeah. in that uh, manner? Actually, because uh, I don't know how to write novels back then. <laughs> so I just, uh, I just tend to put almost everything I know to to the story, so there is a horror story, there is a mythological story, and crime fiction, and and even pornographic. <laughs> so uh, yes, uh, it's a it's a short uh, short books, but uh, almost everything I love, I put uh, them into the book. Is crime fiction, is uh, horror stories. Yeah, uh, but uh, at the same time, I uh, I try to to make something. Uh, Something, uh, something different from from what uh, I think about, for example, of crime fictions. If if we read uh, crime fiction, usually uh, we know there is a case, and then we uh, we want to know who who uh, the murderer, and then uh, what really happened. But uh, but 
I think I want to make it something different from the first uh, sentence. Uh, the mother and the victim uh, is uh, mentioned in the first uh, sentence, and I just, as a writer, and then uh, you as a read readers, uh, try to find out uh, why this is happen. So, mm -hmm. so uh, we uh, move forward and backward uh, from from the from the that events to. Even not not only uh, the uh, the story of the boy, but even uh, his father, his mother, and then uh, uh, his community in the village. Uh, what really happened in that village? So, so in the end, uh, it's not uh, it's not story about that boy and the tiger itself, but about the about the uh, place and the time uh, the boys belong to. Mm -hmm. And you get a wonderful picture of. The community of that time, where you know uh, where he was brought up, and also the, his relationship with with the father and with the mother, and also with uh, you know with with the neighbors. But I think more than that, um, you don't feel that the story is sort of a local event. It's a local happening. There's something very sort of universal about it. It's about you know the the human passion, and you can actually relate with the characters, but at the same time, you know, feel, okay, is this, you know, how much of this is, you know, true and how much of this is, is created? Would it be fair to say that there is a certain influence of what we call magic realism in your writing? Because this is, uh, this is perhaps a genre that you've often been compared to, I mean, yeah, huh. or is just <laughs> is this just your own you know particular style that you developed along the lines? Of? Yeah, I, I read a uh, lot of books. Uh, people used to call uh, them as magic realism. For example, uh, Latin American writers uh, or European writers. But uh, when 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 I, I wrote the novel, I don't I don't really think to create a novel who fit in in a magic realism label. But I just I just uh, put the put the some inspiration from them. Uh, when when I when uh, when, for example when I when I read uh, uh, Metamorphosis Kafka, and I, I think uh, he can write uh, something weird about about. Uh, uh, a guy who wake up in one morning into into a yeah, he a turned into, yeah, yeah, he turned into a beetle. And then uh, I think uh, I used to uh, read or hear those kind of story or strange story in my in my uh, in our folklore too. So I think I can I can write something like that. Uh, uh, not consistent about about the. We can call it uh, uh, magic realism. Actually, I just, I just, I just think that we can read something like that. Not, not, uh, not only we can write something, something realist, something uh, just psychologist. Actually, when I wrote the uh, Man Tiger, uh, is uh, I, I intend to write a kind of uh, psychological novel, but at the same time, I want to to combine it with with something like like Kafka used to do and Marcus used to do. So in the end, it's kind of uh, it's crime fiction, it's a psychological novel, but at this time you can call it may maybe a magic realism. Well, I mean, I think you have your own voice. I mean, you know, sometimes we like to sort of pigeonhole people. This yeah. is this type of genre and this yeah. type of um, you know school of thought, so to speak. But I'm curious, who 
who are your favorite writers? Like uh, a lot of uh, writers uh, actually, but uh, if I have to mention Indonesian writers, uh, there's uh, three Indonesian novelists uh, mm -hmm. I really love. Uh, one is uh, Pramudi Anantatur, of course. Uh, uh, I learned a lot from him. And then uh, there is a martial art uh, novelist, uh, maybe uh, uh, you never heard about them. I don't know, uh, Asmaraman Escopingho. Mm -hmm. I used to read him uh, when I was a teenager, and I still read him now. The comic, eh? No, no, it's, it's not comic. Uh, it's, it's novel, actually, uh, series. Uh, uh, maybe uh, for one title, uh, it spent uh, 1,000 pages. <laughs> And then uh, there's a horror novelist, uh, Abdullah Harahab. Uh, he is famous in 70 or 80. Mm -hmm. But uh, maybe uh, young readers know, uh, never heard about him. Uh, but I still read him uh, and uh, find the book uh, last year uh, republished again by the Grand Media, for example. And then, yeah, a lot of uh, mm -hmm. international writers, of course. <laughs> so if you were to define uh, what kind of book, that, uh, novels that you've written, would you say it is it's just a horror, it's a horror novel, it's a yeah, horror uh, story? Uh, <laughs> I mentioned those the three writers. Actually, uh, when I want to, uh, if I think to, to, to write uh, one particular novel, it's actually I want to write a combination of a historical novel, psychological novel, and then at the same time, martial art novel and horror stories too. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> but um, the, the other novel, I think you mentioned Pramudia Nantatur, and, and, and Eka has also been you know, compared to Pramudia. Pramudia is one of Indonesia's uh, greatest uh, writers. I mean, I, I think you're, you're very well uh, you know, placed to follow his footsteps. And, and the other novel, um, this time it is very, very thick. It's called Beauty is a Wound, Chantik Ituluka. And, and it is, it's actually quite horrific. The first sentence, it's about this um, woman called Dewi Ayu, who was, uh, she was, she was a prostitute basically, wasn't it? Who was buried and then for uh, 25 years later, she rose from the grave. And I mean, if you have a first sentence that starts like that, you know, you, you just can't put the book down. It, and it was actually horrific. But then it, it was more than just a horror story. It gave a, sort of your own unique view of what Indonesia li was like under the Dutch uh, colonialism. Um, and it traced in a bit sort of like a hundred years of solitude type of um, narrative just why actually and who she is and why in the end did she actually rise from the dead. So it's, it's sort of like a, it's about the past and then the future, uh, the present and then to the future. It's fascinating. It, I, I just couldn't put it down. But again, what is it that you... I mean, how, how did you research for something like that to begin with? I mean, how did you come up with the idea? No, uh, the like I think, uh, like all those writers who write, uh, who uh, wrote uh, their first novel, actually, uh, that time I have no idea what <laughs> what should I write. <laughs> so I just put, uh, I just sit down and try to write. Actually, uh, I just finished uh, university in 1999, and then started to thinking to become uh, serious writers and start to started to write my first novel. But at the end, uh, I end up 
wrote uh, three novels, but uh, all of them, uh, I'm not happy with them. Okay. But and then. Uh, well, why was there any particular reason you were not happy with them? I think because it, it, it simply is a bad novel. <laughs> 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 but <laughs> but then uh, I tried to reread again, and I think. Maybe uh, I wrote them uh, in a bad way, but uh, the material is, uh, I, love, I love all the materials. It's, it's uh, one of them, uh, kind of historical novel uh, based on uh, in the end of colonial era. And then the other one is about, it's allegorical about the uh, New Order era, uh, about uh, the dog who, who invade a city. Uh, and then uh, the other ones, uh, it's, it's a kind of martial art novel about, about uh, the last the last warrior <laughs> who 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 know nothing to do in the in in the time of uh, Republic of Indonesia. <laughs> but and then I tried to combine all of them, and then and then I found out that uh, if I if I wrote those three novels rewrote re re again uh, in one one huge novels, uh, I need uh, I will. Uh, mm, Tell story span uh, almost eight years, uh, maybe uh, more than that. So, I think I need uh, a particular character who can survive all those years. So I come up with the idea of a, a character who is not a human but a ghost, of course, because a ghost can live uh, eight years and then and forever. <laughs> How long did it actually take you to write from beginning to end? How oh, I uh, I want to become a writer? No, the the book, the novel itself. Uh, yeah, I used to to write uh, uh, like I mentioned before. Uh, I wrote uh, three novels and then abandoned uh, them and then uh, rewrite again in one particular one huge novel. And then uh, the first draft is actually uh, uh, not being published. Uh, it's it's. Uh, uh, I keep it in in my uh, bookcase, and then I rewrote again. Uh, the second draft is uh, who already published, who became Cantik uh, Luka. I mean, like you mentioned, you wanted to write something that has everything. I think beauty is a win. It has everything. It has it has history. It has it has a horror story. It has plenty of sex and really lots of violence. Yeah. Lots of fights, mm. and it's all about you know revenge, yeah. and um, I'm, I don't want to give away. <laughs> <laughs> I think you should just read the novel uh, for yourself. But what what was the the feedback you got when that novel was first published? How did the it's particularly Indonesian yeah. readers react to something like this? Because this is this is not your average. Indonesian novel. This yeah, is actually, actually, the first, the very first reactions is from one critic, and he already said that almost everything inside the book, and it's really, really bad for <laughs> for the novel, <laughs> because uh, maybe he think that the novel should be uh, focused in one particular theme and uh, one particular style, because uh, yeah, I think I don't know. Uh, I know. I just, I just, I just wrote the the novel, uh, and even I don't, I don't know. But uh, what style I use, I have to use uh, back then. <laughs> so I just, I just uh, put everything I know, uh, who not much, of course. Uh, 
I wrote uh, the novel when I was 22. Uh, so 22, my goodness. Yeah, 22. But, but where did you get, you know, how did you come up with all these different characters? And they're amazing, amazing, more than three-dimensional characters. Yeah. I mean, you have the ghost, so it's like, you know, four-dimensional characters. And, and, and they all basically, you know, come to life under your sort of penmanship, so to speak. It's a very yeah. vivid description of their passion, of, of their anger, of their fear, and of their, you know, their love, and... I, I used to uh, do uh, two kind of, uh, kind of uh, fractals. Uh, one is, of course, uh, sold them from other novels. <laughs> For example, the first, uh, actually, the first uh, paragraph of The Beauty is a One, uh, you already mentioned about the a dead woman who came again from her grave is actually from *Metamorphosis Kafka*. It's the same, the same, the same situations, uh, but the, uh, with a kind of different level. In Kafka, is uh, is uh, a man who sleep and get a nightmare and then came again. But I make uh, I create something something uh, uh, more grotesque. <laughs> it's already a dead woman and. Raised from her grip, but uh, at the same time, uh, I used to uh, borrow from uh, real characters, so it's easier for me to write uh, some character because uh, actually uh, real characters. Real character. Uh, it's, if if it's not a historical character, uh, I use uh, my neighbor, my friends. <laughs> Do they know? Yeah. <laughs> Can they so, see themselves? Do they say, "Hey, so, is that?" You sometimes know, you they know. <laughs> <laughs> But you know, beauty is a win. Actually, beauty, or in Bahasa, it's it's chantik. In but in this novel, it's the name of uh, one of the daughters of Dewi Ayu. So so we have Dewi Ayu, who is the the, the ghost who's risen uh, from the dead. Most beautiful, beautiful woman, half Dutch, uh, half Indonesian, and she. Uh, because of her beauty, and, and you know, ends up being a, a prostitute, and then, uh, and blessed with three beautiful daughters, and because of their beauty, again, they came up to you know with some very tragic lives. So she, so she tries to protect them, and then the, the, she got pregnant again with a fourth daughter. But before she got pregnant, she basically says, you know. I really don't want a child who is beautiful. I want to have the ugliest, ugliest child. And then she gives birth, and then she refuses to, to look at the child, but she calls the child Chantik, which means beauty. And it, it turns out to be just about the ugliest <laughs> baby that you know, anyone in the village or in, in that area has seen, and, and soon after that, she kind of decides, when the child was still a baby, to die, and then she rises up from the dead 25 years later, but in which time Chantik, or beauty, is already uh, grown up, and so continues the, the saga. But let me ask you, what does this actually uh, beauty mean in, in this context? How, how, how do you see beauty? Because a lot of your protagonists actually all yeah. of them is all women. Yeah, even even the actually the the character, the main character name is kind of uh, play words in Indonesian. So, uh, 
it's a it's hard to render into into English. Uh, Dewi Ayu is actually uh, Dewi is a kind of uh, fairy, uh, princess, goddess, goddess, and Ayu is beauty. Uh, but at the same time, she is ghost. Ah, cantik or beauty in the novel. Uh, I always uh, think it's kind of metaphorical for for Indonesia itself. It's, it's actually the the story about uh, Indonesia. So. Uh, Sometimes, uh, even even when when I wrote the novel, uh, consistently uh, I, I took uh, Dewi Ayu as metaphorical for Indonesia. She is uh, very beautiful, at, but at the same time, the, his uh, her her story is very tragic. Uh, she is under uh, in the end of colonials is kind of abandoned by uh, her family. And then uh, being raped by the Japanese, and then uh, uh, create a kind of civil war between men uh, among her because her beauty, and then uh, all of them. I think I think uh, her story is actually Indonesian story. So so when when uh, when she think to uh, deliver her baby, her fourth baby, to become as ugly as it can be, uh, I think. I think it's kind of uh, what I what I I try to assume if Indonesia is not is not as beauty as we know it, maybe uh, maybe we we, we can uh, have a kind of different story uh, about about the country. So the novel is a metaphor of Indonesia. Yeah, well, now that you're telling me this, I'm I'm looking at the novel in completely different <laughs> different eye. But I, I have to say a, a lot of the. The scenes, the the sex scenes in your—it's it's not just horrific. It's it's actually full of you know you know the women in in your novels are they're always raped, they're always abused, they're always mistreated. And I mean, let's forget for a moment that it represents you know a rather bleak view of in Indonesia. But, but why? why? Yeah, actually, is, is, uh, how do you see? You know, women yeah, uh, in general? when when. Uh, when I think about to write uh, a novel with the uh, based on historical uh, events, uh, I try to uh, read all historical books and uh, learn about the uh, Indonesian history. And what I found out is uh, that all all uh, character in the historical book, all in Indonesian history, is always uh, about men. The heroes is always uh, majority is men, and uh, the fighter is uh, men. And then uh, even the villains, uh, all these men. So I, I asked myself, uh, where is the woman? So where, where are they uh, gone? So I started to try to research deeper uh, to the historical book, and I found out that that women in the, for example, in the in the Jap when the uh, time of Japanese occupation, being raped by the Japanese and being raped by guerrilla fighters, and uh, almost. Uh, all of uh, tragic uh, story about them. So, so uh, at the same time, I want to write uh, this history in in the point of view of them, in the in the uh, very very uh, in the background of the story. Who who we almost uh, never mention about them. So I think I want to uh, see this this history in the point of view of them. But at the same time. Uh, uh, at least in my novel, make them a significant uh, role. Uh, for example, Devi Ayu is uh, is very central figure in the novel. Uh, 
is kind of uh, answer to the to the uh, historical book or Indonesian history that uh, I know before. <laughs> Because it's very rare for a male writer to. You know, place himself and see things from the female perspective. Yeah. How how do you do that? I mean, do you have you know what sort of relation? Do you have lots of you know women friends? What sort of relationship do you have with women? And do do you feel that you can understand them? And and what sort of yeah. feedback do you get yeah, from your women readers? Yeah. Do they say why are you always portraying women? And you know, I, I hope I hope I hope I can understand them, of course. <laughs> 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 But of course, I have. Uh, I have a uh, limited uh, uh, situation that, uh, uh, of course, I am, I am a man, so, but I, I try to understand. So. Because I think as a writer, we, we, uh, we should try to understand everything uh, we are not. Uh, for. I am a man, so I, uh, I try to understand so a woman, for example, but at the same time, maybe... Uh, 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 For example, in simple way, uh, I'm living in the big city, but I uh, I think writer can can try to understand uh, what uh, people in the village or in the rural area uh, think about themselves. I think it's it's uh, it's uh, what the writer use uh, to learn about. Mm -hmm. uh, tell me about the sex in your <laughs> novels. Um, <laughs> Because the descriptions are—I mean, okay, let's let's be honest. It's always, you know, woo. <laughs> well, why is sex always portrayed as <laughs> as uh, very vicious and and violent? I, and, I think um, there are two reasons why sex appear in my and novels. A lot. <laughs> First, because I read too much pornographic, and when when I was a teenager. <laughs> 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 The, I don't know, but uh, if you if uh, if you're the same age with me, uh, maybe you know uh, in Indonesia in 80 or 90, there is a lot of uh, uh, pornographic novels, uh, very popular. No, I, I didn't know that. Uh, <laughs> you are good. good so. <laughs> Usually, uh, they sold uh, them in. Uh, 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 bus stations, uh, not in the bookstore, of course. Uh, usually, in the in the uh, backside of the what is it? Kata kasila, kata silang. Oh yeah, the, the crossword puzzle. Crossword you know. puzzle, and but then inside uh, it's actually you. Uh, you offer the, the uh, puzzle, uh, and then if you said no, and then he uh, she opened the puzzle book, and then. Yes, of course. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bit like when you want to buy uh, DVDs, you know, yeah. DVDs about, you yeah. know, something very, yeah. you know, some some kind of yeah. film, and then he said, but inside, you know, this something. Yeah, else. It's, it's very popular in 80 and uh, 90, uh, at least uh, for me and my friends. <laughs> so when when the book published and some people uh, complain a lot of uh, sexual explicit and very graphic, I just said, what? The It's nothing uh, compared to those uh, novels I read in 80. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, the first uh, reason. And the second is, actually, uh, it's, uh, um, there's, uh, because uh, the, the book uh, wrote into, in, in 1999, uh, just one year or two years after Suharto era, uh, what I come up with the idea is our, uh, is kind of my rebel 
as a young uh, person, as a young writer, I just want to write anything we can do in the, we cannot do in Suharto era. So I just put up this, uh, this novel should be political, should be uh, sexual explicit, uh, graphic, and anything uh, that will make uh, at least uh, if, of course, uh, he didn't read it. But at least if my imagination will make us Suharto hungry. <laughs> so you just wanted to rebel. You just wanted to make an impression. You wanted to shock everybody. But I mean, just uh, before I, I turn to the audience, just to get this sex thing out of the way, it's, do you have like a, you know, other than the pornographic, whatever it is, comics and books that you, you used to read, I mean, did you actually have, you know, like proper sex education? Did you actually have, you know, this is not what you should do to women, and this is actually. Yeah, of course, uh, <laughs> of course. The teachers in the, in the, in in school uh, talk to us about that, uh, and sometimes uh, they know that uh, we we collect or read uh, those kind of stuff, and uh, they can call us and. Uh, uh, preach us about about all this uh, morality of uh, how uh, you should behave, of course. <laughs> okay, no, 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 this is this is interesting because, I mean, as you know, in Indonesia we're um, we're the largest Muslim population, but we're also the the most active on social media. We have, you know, Facebook and Twitter and Instagram, and in Indonesia is a very uh, they adopt, we adopt very quickly to technology. And do you know that one of the findings is one of the largest uh, users of the internet for porn is actually here in Indonesia? <laughs> I bet you didn't know that, did you? <laughs> so we're, we're good at searching for porn. I mean, is, is this something that you still do in your pastime, just you know, to look for inspiration for your next <laughs> novel? Yeah. Sometimes I try to read uh, those stuff in the internet, but actually it's very different. I don't know uh, when uh, when uh, I try to read uh, all those uh, old stuff. Uh, it's uh, written well. It's, I think I don't know who who uh, wrote uh, those novels because it's uh, it's kind of pen name. You know, there is a name like uh, Any Arrow. You you ever <laughs> yeah. heard it? And then it's Valentino or everything. But uh, actually, nobody know who is uh, he or she. Uh, but uh, but when you read it, uh, it's actually well written. Uh, it's like uh, the professional writer uh, wrote them. So, but uh, if you read uh, in the internet, uh, it's, uh, the stuff is. Uh, well, is uh, you know, I wasn't thinking about reading on the internet. Although you know the Fifty Shades of Grey and, and and that sort of. I was more you know, a lot of Indonesians actually log on to porn sites and and they they check out porn. On the internet, and and also that, that's also what we're good at. And the other thing we're good at is we're good at hacking. Mm. So we're almost <laughs> as good as Russia when it comes to hacking. So Indonesians, this is perhaps something that you know should bear in mind because a lot of our generations is actually like Eka, you know, the millennials. You know, you, you don't know what they get up to. Anyway, let's <laughs> let's um, open the floor. We for the next half an hour we have a question and answer session. Do you? Um, Identify yourself and no. Oh yes, we have a hand at the back. Well, the microphone is belakang. Okay. Let's let, let's have um, three. Uh, 
questions. And who else? Yes, and we have two gentlemen here. Yes. Uh, thank you for the novel. It's a very fascinating book. I wanted to ask you if you think that the Sorry, wide do you think you could stand up? I can't yeah, yeah. see you. Okay. Hello. Uh, hi. Where are you from? From Australia. Okay, what's your Sydney, name? Sydney, Australia. My name's Ruth. Hi. So I wanted to ask if you think the widespread adoption of feminist principles across Indonesia would have a big impact on the course of history to come, given the impact of this extremely abusive behaviour, which you've written about as an allegory for the history that the country has experienced in the past few hundred years. I always think that uh, if you try to uh, see uh, uh, one's, uh, one case or one situation in the perspective of a minority, it's always a kind of feminism. So I always uh, tend to look uh, in that way. Uh, for example, in the historic, uh, when, when, when I try to see uh, Indonesian history, I try to, find, uh, to, to see it in the from the perspective of uh, uh, small towns and the uh, character who uh, really unknown uh, uh, in the in the perspective of big uh, history and of course uh, woman perspective is always uh, at the same situations uh, in the in the that way. So I think uh, I think uh, even if you if you unconsciously uh, didn't think, didn't think uh, as a feminist. Uh, if you if you see that that way, I think it's always a kind of uh, act of feminism. Um, uh, do you consider yourself a feminist because women are not actually a minority? I, I yeah, I think I always think that's a good I'm point. A We're actually more than <laughs> yeah, more than men on this planet. You know, I don't know about that. <laughs> But uh, do you consider that women are equal and do you think that is an important concept for the future of Indonesia? Indonesia, maybe uh, uh, not yet, but I hope uh, it will be. But I, I think, I mean, reading uh, your novels as a, as a woman, I think you are a feminist because all the women portrayed in the novels are very, very strong. They've got mind of their own. They're actually the, the movers and the shakers and the men are sort of more like, you know, the, the satellites that orbit around the, the female persona. So, uh, anyway, so, yes, you had a question. Hello, um, my name's Claudia. I'm from the UK. Um, Echo, I've loved both your books. Um, what I wanted to ask was, now that you have some international recognition and um, as a uh, UK reader, I have struggled to find a lot of Indonesian authors that have been published in English. So I wondered that now that you are more recognized internationally, do you feel like there will be a pressure to always write about Indonesia and Indonesian issues? Um, because you, you kind of are one of the only authors that is known. 
Um, so say you wanted to write about Latin America, do you feel like you would be under pressure to bring it back home, to write about Indonesia for Indonesians? Yeah. It's, it's this actually strange situation because uh, when I, uh, I wrote uh, those novels, I already wrote uh, four novels and usually I wrote uh, all those novels are already uh, written before my book published in English. <laughs> so all of them is uh, wrote not only for Indonesian but actually for uh, a very few close friends. So uh, I always think uh, that way. Uh, there is uh, my friend who will read it, uh, and uh, there is some, uh, for example, there is some joko. I think uh, only only a few friends uh, know about that. So, so when and then uh, after uh, 13 years, the book published uh, in English, and uh, for example, I went to America, and people asked about that. Uh, I had to to think again about that because uh, I never uh, think that uh, it will be uh, read by them. So, so it's, it's something, something surprised me and something uh, I don't expect it. But, uh, but in the end, I think uh, if we uh, told a story, uh, it's always a story about the human, about their uh, uh, misery, uh, about their happiness, about, uh, about it's, it's actually about us. So, so in the end, uh, the story based on in Indonesia or anywhere is uh, we can read them, of course. Uh, so I hope it's uh, it's not uh, not my works, but I think uh, in the in the future more Indonesian work will be read uh, outside Indonesia. I just wanted to uh, ask about some parallels with other countries in the region. Um, my name is Philip. I'm a writer from Thailand. And your story about the tiger spirit man has a parallel in Thailand with a film about a tiger spirit that won a prize at the Cannes Film Festival. Now in Thailand, they get very uncomfortable when things, stories about their culture are presented abroad that are not wholesome and high culture. They, they feel uncomfortable when popular culture stories or genre stories become popular to the outside world. So I wanted to ask you whether there's any pressure on you or how the, the, the critics and audience in Indonesia feel about the kind of stories that are, get popular about uh, Indonesia to the rest of the world. Are they happy with your kind of stories being the most famous in this period? I don't know. I think... I think uh, I don't know how, uh, how other writer... Uh, uh, pick their uh, inspiration for for from their local belief or their local folklore, but uh, I think I just love love those kind of story and uh, try to uh, to write in my own way. So when it became popular, I think I think it's something something. Uh, uh, we can we can see uh, this way, but uh, if if you if you read, for example, Man Tiger, and you uh, and and you found out uh, about the uh, tiger spirit in the story, uh, you can find uh, another kind of the same story, uh, the tiger spirit in the in the uh, human body, and uh, I think the story will be a slight difference, and you can enjoy all of them, of course. Uh, and at at the same time, I think. Uh, 
I think it's always always a dead case because uh, a few a few months ago I read uh, I read uh, I forgot the, the writers is Japanese writers uh, she told a story about the the a woman who married a dog. So actually, when I when I when I read uh, uh, her story, I said to myself, I already told about that in my beauty as a woman. <laughs> but uh, it's not original too, because in the folklore there's a lot of uh, story about that. So we can we can enjoy all of them uh, in the different ways. I think there is a chapter in um, in Beauty is a woman. You know, one of the daughters actually married a dog. Okay, so she says uh, we had a hand. Yes. Hello, thank you. My name is Federico Salas. I'm from Mexico. And um, I wanted to say that a lot of your, of your work, congratulations, by the way, because it's excellent. Uh, I haven't had the pleasure of reading it in Bahasa, unfortunately. I'm at a very basic level at this point. Uh, but in English, it, it certainly sounds quite wonderful, and I'm glad that the Man Booker people recognize it as such. Uh, what I wanted to ask you is that I think that the two novels that, um, that, uh, that I've read that are available in English that we've talked about uh, this morning, one of their characteristics, which is quite, uh, quite striking, is their absolutely engaging first sentences. And you take upon a long tradition of books that also have very famous and very striking first sentences. One can think of Garcia Marquez, but you can go back to Don Quixote, to Dickens and others. I wondered if you could tell us about the creative process of coming up with those first sentences. Is this something that you actually write as you begin to write the book, or you come back to it at the end and craft it in such a way that it actually engages the reader in what is going to happen for the rest of the novel? Thank you. Yeah, I used to, I used to see literature as a kind of uh, a big, a very, very big map uh, with uh, we, we just replace all the cities uh, as uh, a writer, as a works. Uh, so it's, uh, in my mind, uh, this literature is kind of those image. Uh, so and the street between city is like uh, uh, influence from writers to other. Even even we can we can jump forward. Uh, for example, we can we can uh, think in the uh, in the different way. For example, of course we know that uh, for example Garcia Marquez is influenced. Uh, by Servante uh, at the same time by maybe Juan Rufo and Kafka, but but maybe we can see in, in the different way. Maybe uh, in in my image uh, imaginary in my imaginary map, uh, Don Quixote maybe uh, influenced by Garcia Marquez or vice versa. So I think I think uh, I try to uh, see this uh, literature. The word literature as kind of a map, and I try to find out uh, uh, if if I want to become a writer. Uh, uh, in in uh, uh, where is my place? So I, I just to try to find a kind of blank spot. But at the same time, it's not a really blank spot because it is uh, full of crisscross from the others of writers. So I try to. Yeah. Uh, for example, I just, uh, I just, uh, I think as a writer, uh, I don't believe about about the uh, originality in the in the uh, pure way. It's come up from the sky, and nothing, uh, nothing influence. Uh, but I think, I think creativity is like uh, you can combine uh, 
you love uh, and uh, curated it uh, and uh, you choose who, uh, which one you you want to use and uh, uh, leave what you didn't like so i think uh, i think that's what uh, i try to do i pick up uh, for example i love i love every first sentence from franz kafka because uh, i think he is the real master of, of opening the story mm -hmm. so I just learned from, from him, not from the others. Uh, but at the same time, uh, we, uh, I try to write, uh, and uh, uh, I love, for example, uh, uh, humoristic uh, way, um, how Northampton, the Nor Norwegian writer, used okay. to write. Uh, yeah. he, he used to write in the deadpan way, because uh, uh, I think he, he not intended to to make a joke, but when you write, uh, when you read uh, his work, uh, there is always kind of black humor in every uh, pages. So I think I think I borrow from him uh, the way how he write, and from other writers, uh, uh, some part from the other writers, of course. And for example, uh, I think for from Garcia Marquez, I, I borrow how how he, especially how he looks uh, about the Latin Americans. Uh, History backgrounds. Uh, I try uh, to use uh, this uh, this uh, technique to to uh, to me to see Indonesian history as well. Yeah. I think this is why uh, you know Ekai is you know not just an you know an Indonesian writer, but you are a part of that in, you know uh, international writer, part of the literary uh, tradition, um, which is basically. You know, global, universal. Um, let's have questions from this side. I yes. Eka, um, I like to work with ghosts Check. as well. I have a ghost in three of my short stories, and I think they're very good devices for interrogating history. Um, my challenge, and I'd like your opinion on how to resolve this problem, was to have the ghost speak with an authentic voice of the ghost's era. My ghost w had been dead 50 years and the language had changed considerably in that time. Is that something that you address? I haven't read your work yet so I can't, I don't know. The changing nature of language, changing nature of technology, the surroundings and, and how the ghosts behave when they come into this era. How, how do, do you do your ghosts speak with the language of their era? Yes, it's something challenges to write about ghosts. Uh, we can we uh, because uh, I think we tend to to place the ghost as uh, who know everything, uh, who can speak almost uh, in every kind of way. Because uh, it's because uh, there is no uh, there is no logic in in. A, Ghost atmosphere, but uh, but at the same time, I think I think uh, for me and the beauty is awards. Uh, I try to uh, limit it, uh, this character for for uh, for this ghost because I think I need uh, I need it uh, for practical purpose because uh, because I think if she know almost everything, uh, it's not work because. Uh, she is at the same uh, same time maybe uh, uh, no 
know everything as a narrator itself but i i don't know i don't want uh, she became narrator but so so she just know what really happened uh, to her when uh, when she was alive and then when after after she uh, come alive again after uh, she raised from her grip but between those two uh, she kind of uh, lost for i think so she tried to uh, to because i think i think it's it's uh, fit better for the novel so so there is a kind of uh, uh, blank history for for the for, for the ghost. So uh, it's filled by the by, by the narrator. Because there's no I in in the novel. It's always in the third person. I guess. So, but I guess th that also creates a sort of a distance as well as a, an omnipresence of of the author. Let's have, uh, yeah, silakan, uh, the last um, question, perhaps, because we, we do need to you. wrap up a quarter part. Okay, thank you, Madesi. Sorry, I'm a little bit nervous. Please excuse my English, but I will, uh, I wish you get my points. Um, I read your book, uh, Beauty is a Wound, and I am underage. Uh, and back to the... You are lucky. <laughs> I'm a student, and I'm sure if my father knew uh, that I have read this kind of book, he will kill me for sure. Uh, my, okay, uh, excuse me. <laughs> um, you live in the era that there is no YouTube like now. Now we can access everything in social media, in YouTube, also uh, include the explicit sex. Uh, I think now the schools and the boarding schools, also my schools, forbid children to use their phone and their internet too, uh, to reduce uh, something like that. Uh, my question is, in what point of view, in what point of view you think your explicit sex uh, novels uh, will raise us, the new generation? Thank you. <laughs> Writers uh, works uh, uh, not beyond the, his place and his time because uh, when, when I wrote the, the novel, I think uh, as as you already mentioned, says there is no YouTube. There is uh, even even uh, 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 video forms is uh, is not really accessible. Only. Only a few better boy <laughs> have it, had it, uh, but I think I think uh, we always uh, kind of uh, in this uh, in the same reaction with the situations. Uh, for example, uh, I don't think uh, I want I want to write in the same way uh, nowadays. For example, uh, my my newest novels. Uh, of course, I, I still still graphic, uh, but because I really love to write in the that uh, uh, straightforward way. It's it's not not only about uh, sexual. Of course, it's it's about the, the track race. Uh, I just uh, write it directly, uh, direct, uh, as if uh, uh, readers uh, sit in the uh, in the track it way. So when the track is crashed, uh, I hope the readers is. Uh, being hurt too, <laughs> so it's, it's only. It's, I think it's, it's, it's at the same, same time. At the one point, is is a matter of uh, style. Uh, if you if you write uh, in the direct way, in the uh, 
in the direct way, uh, you can help that uh, you you write everything in the in the direct way. Uh, if you if you write uh, the novel story in the metaphorical way, you, everything you you write it in a metaphorical way. So so it uh, it's it's uh, it's the style you use, uh, uh, and it's the it's the story itself who forced you. Uh, which style you you have to use in the story because uh, usually uh, I always uh, change a bit uh, from the novel to other novel to story from story. It's it's uh, it's depended uh, the story itself. Okay, but you like the stories, <laughs> making very good time. Exactly, quarter past ten. Big hands, everybody, for Eka Kurniawan. Thank you. And, and for those of you who haven't read his novels. I think they're on sale somewhere around here. The, the two uh, novels that have been translated into English, we have Man Tiger and also Beauty is a Wound. Again, thank you very much, and I would like to return this program to the committee. Thank you.